today's story is one of my favorites. Well, maybe not my favorite, but more like people that have known this story will ask me about this story or bring it up all the time. Like it's a pretty unforgettable story. It's not a big deal, but there's a huge moral to the story. And that's how my book is going. Every story. Hi, I'm Olga and this is Hacking Happiness. The first six hacks that I did when I lost everything and when I got my life back together or not just back together, better than ever. And so today's story is one of my favorites. Well, maybe not my favorite, but more like people that have known this story will ask me about this story or bring it up all the time. Like it's a pretty unforgettable story. It's not a big deal, but there's a huge moral to the story. And that's how my book is going. Every story, my true story, my true experiences, my journey, I don't just tell you what happened to me. I tell you what I got out of it and hope that you, well, not in hope. I know for a fact you're going to love it and it's going to be great. At the very least, it's the story, hopefully entertaining and then insightful at the same time, empowering, inspirational. So yeah, it's been a while. I've been working on it for a while because I, I, I want to make it sound like I'm talking to you right now. And it's difficult to write like on that flat type of setting. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get right into it. This story, you might have a story similar to it. That's why I want to make sure that you comment, whether it's in live chat now or later on, make sure, leave me a comment. Tell me your story. I want to hear it. And that's where the next few, few episodes of the Hacking Happiness is all about the stories that made me into this Hacking Happiness some people call me a guru, but no, I'm not a guru. I am just a very intuitive human that is passionate about making the world a better place. And the happier people are, the better place we're in, right? It's really that simple. And people have told me for years, like, you should tell your story. And oh my God. And, um, and when people come to me now and, and ask me for, you know, uh, a consultation, coaching, training, you know, when they come to me with me with a problem, I always have a story to match it. I'm like, this was like this one time. And so it, it's, it, it's a must, right? It's a must to talk about the stories that shape us and we'll see where we go. You guys let me know. I, I want your feedback. Okay. So, so here's the milk story. So whenever I would talk about growing up in my family, I am one of six. I'm the fourth of six. And so my parents, my father was an American in the Navy and my mother is from Spain and she still lives there. My dad passed a couple years ago. Um, but so if I go back and forth with like past instead of present or you know what I mean? So if I say he, like he's still here. It's just the story because I'm telling you about the story that happened in the past, okay? So bear with me. But um, the milk. So growing up in a big family is never easy. And especially when you're kind of like the middle child. And then when on top of it, nobody likes you. Most of the siblings get along, but you're the considered the black sheep. Life isn't easy to begin with, right? But imagine being in the middle, then being on top of the black sheep and nobody can stand you. Because I was rambunctious, fearless, loud. I was born that way. 
<laughs> you know, no matter what they did, even when they you know stuck me in a convent, that didn't work. But I'll get to the convent story in the in the later episode for sure. We're definitely gonna go down that story. So I'm gonna tell you like the most the stories that I've told the most that I get the most repeated. You know, tell me that story again, or remember that thing you told me. And the one of the biggest ones, the oldest ones that I've been telling, is about the milk. So I was all about justice. I wanted justice in the house. Like, I mean, like any kid, right? Most kids, you know, that's not fair. And that was me too. And I had a mouth to stand up for myself. Even if it would get me in trouble, I could not stand injustice. No way. So here it was. Uh, this, so here was the scenario in the house growing up about the milk. Who's getting the milk? So whoever finished the milk had to go buy more milk. So every day I was forced to go buy milk. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how can I be the one finishing it every single time? To the point that I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to drink milk. And I'm not, basically, I'm not going to have cereal like everybody else was having. And so I'm like, that's it. And that way, they can't be picking on me and making them me their little dog and their little slave because that's what it felt like. It was unfair. It was unjust. And they weren't abiding by their own rules. My mother's like, Olga, go get the milk. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't eat zero. <laughs> it didn't work. My mother's like, Olga, go get the milk. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't eat zero. I didn't do it. I don't even touch the milk. Why should I always go? You see, you're just obsessed with me. You're obsessed with me. <laughs> you're obsessed with me in my name. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these were the building blocks of later in high school when I started having anxiety attacks. Of course, they didn't see that coming. They didn't even recognize it when it was happening. That's another story for you. But here's a story about the milk. Like, why is that? Why would people make a rule in the house? How are you going to have organization, respect, right? Obedience. I mean, I wasn't asking for much, but what was fair? Of course, I should, I'm going to defend myself. This is not fair. And especially when you're being singled out. It wasn't fair. And I guarantee you now, one of my siblings has a story that that happened to them about the milk. Guaranteed you. Guaranteed. If they do, they're copying me <laughs> because they don't want to admit that that happened. These are facts. But here's the thing. I spent maybe like a good decade in my 20s, my entire 20s, when I was put the whole decade where this story came up a lot. And I can't remember right now why that story kept coming up. But I do remember feeling that, that I would use that story because of righteousness. So it's not about who's going to get the milk. See, the point of the story is how it made me feel and how it shaped me. How whatever I was naturally born with, whatever characteristics in my DNA, or you can think astrologically speaking, whatever it is, nurture versus nature, both of them together, all of them, okay? The whole thing that I was born with naturally, and then I was shaped by the environment, right? So you got the the physiological, the DNA there, the coding in there, and then you have the culture, the nurturing, the nature, right? So that was the thing, that when people would say to me, God, you don't let it go, do you? You don't, you don't give up. I'm different now. But again, I'm telling you a story that happened when I was a young kid and a teenager and how it came with me 
throughout my young adult life. And in future episodes, we're going to get to a, the stories that will tell you how that's a thing of the past. But at the time, that was my thing. I couldn't let it go. Because again, I never, no one stood up for me. I never felt like anybody stood up for me. In fact, I always got thrown under the bus. If anything ever happened, it was Olga did it. For those of you who can relate to this story, you know what I'm talking about. And if you can't relate to that, that you've ever had that kind of role, maybe you saw somebody else in that position. Maybe somebody in your family, maybe a friend, maybe a neighbor, right? Or maybe you just even seen it in a movie and you can relate. Like, Everybody roots for the underdog, right? And everybody wants, you know, what's right to be the winner in the end. And sometimes that's not the case. That's real life, not Hollywood. My real life is that that's the case. And the milk story was just, it would always come up when I would felt so unjust. Like why? Like whether it would be at work or a friend of mine, like, why'd you sell me out? Why did you do this? Why'd you portray me or at work? Like, why are you giving me the, the worst, you know, work to do compared to this other person? I'm more qualified and I've been here longer and all these things, right? You can imagine whether it's happening to you right now, as you listen to the story or whether you have a kid that's telling you this kind of stuff, or, you know, you're a professional that deals with people that work for you, that you're hearing this kind of stuff. You feel me? When things aren't fair, when you're getting screwed over, I would always go back to the milk story. I'm like, because I, they couldn't understand why I was fighting so hard for righteousness, meaning what's, what's right, what's fair. If I'm wrong, no problem, and I'm sorry. I have no problem saying that. But if I'm right, oh, it's going. It's not, I'm not letting it go. <laughs> so my friends used to say to me, Olga, what is your... You know, can you please let the milk go? <laughs> right? Like, I let it go. It's like, now you don't get it. And what I found out later in life is that it was good that I did that. Because by saying it, by putting it out there, I was getting it out of me. I was dealing with it. I was going through it. And then the, what, the way my friends would react to the story, or even strangers when I would tell the story, and they were saying, you got to let it go. It got me to to really exercise being in a position where I could defend myself, that I had the courage to defend myself and that I could see the fruit of my labor for defending myself where at home there was no justice ever. And by exercising that, it was a major breakthrough and a massive healing. And that would take me to the next story. So stick around. Make sure to click the follow. If you're following me on the podcast, subscribe to my channel. Leave a comment. Love to hear your commentary, your feedback. And until next time, get ready for the next story. And uh, I haven't decided if I will be talking about the convent. And the convent is going to be a whole series of its in event of itself, I think. I don't think I could put a whole one in a podcast. Maybe I can. My podcasts do vary. I'll tell a story that might be only 10 minutes long and other stories that will be an hour long. So make sure to look at the description and the time. I also put timestamps on all my podcasts. So if I tell multiple stories, I'm talking about different things. But yeah, don't ever, ever. This is the insight for today. My inspiration and motivation for you. 
Never give up. If you're right, fight for your rights. It's worth it. You become stronger and happier. It's easy to give up. But sometimes, you know, when they say, you know, choose your battles, that is also part of growing and understanding and knowing that choose your battles. Don't fight about every little stupid thing. Choose your battles. Pick the ones that are really more meaningful for you. And then go for it all the way. Instead of fighting about a bunch of stuff that bothers you. And until next time, much love. Many blessings. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.